How you doing? Welcome back to the True Results 303 podcast. Once again, I am Russell, your host. Thank you for tuning in. I know your time is very valuable. You're spending it with me. And I hope that you are enjoying the podcast and hopefully learning things that you can pass along to those around you so that you are spreading the love, the wealth, And just bettering the entire planet because that's what it's all about. Right? It doesn't matter if you're gaining knowledge and becoming a better person if you are not helping lift others up because that's what it's all about. And that is the whole reason for the podcast as well. So, once again, the intro song that was Andy Minio. He's one of my favorite hip-hop artists, and the song is Uncomfortable, and at the end of everything, I will uh, play a little bit more of it so you can check him out, see if it's something that you enjoy. Like I said, we need positivity in our life, and that's what that music is, positivity. So, coming at you today with a podcast on exercises that heal or healing your body with exercise because unfortunately right now in today's world we have a lot of pain and unfortunately it affects us every day you know this pain can affect us mentally spiritually um, in many ways and if we cannot overcome these pains then things are only going to get worse, right? So I did make a previous podcast on healthcare, so you should check that one out as well because that has to do with pain and health, right? And if we can eliminate the pain now, it is going to have great effects on the future, not only ours, but the future of our country because we are going to put less of a burden on our own country when we take our health into our own hands, Because you've got to understand either way you're spending the money, right? You're either going to spend the money now on making sure that you are as healthy as possible or you're going to spend the money later on drugs, surgeries, operations, um, all these so-called preventative measures. So, and remember, it's not, our modern day healthcare is all about treating the symptom and not treating the cause. And that's what we're going to be doing partially in this podcast is treating the cause because that's what it's all about. So first we want to start with the feet because we're going to go with the kinetic chain, right? So it's starting at the feet going up the body to the head. So a lot of issues are going to start in our feet because our feet are what what's in contact with the ground. So... The biggest thing would be flat feet or when you pronate too much, which means your feet collapse in and you lose the arch 
in your foot, that natural arch, which is like a spring, right? So it's a spring to where it's going to, a foot would work properly when you were walking, as if when you walk, you would kind of uh, come in contact with the ground on the outer edge of your foot, then your foot will slightly roll in and then pop back up. So it's kind of like a wave from the outside of your foot to the inside of your foot. But if you have a flat foot, now your foot is just slamming into the ground and there's no spring and there's no shock absorption. So it's always going to start with those flat feet. And the reason why the flat foot is going to end up leading to knee pain. Because if you were to stand up right now, and I'll stand up, you can't tell, but if you stand up right now, give you a few seconds. Now from there, just collapse your feet in. And if you can, lift your pant leg up. I'm doing it with you guys right now. So lift your pant legs up, or if you're in shorts, now look at your kneecaps and then collapse your knees in. If you collapse your knees in to create a flat foot, you'll notice that your knee itself the kneecap itself actually starts to point inwards and rotate inwards, right? So now you're walking like that day in and day out with that flat foot. So we've got to be able to create and strengthen the arches of your foot. And it can be as simple as just looking at your foot, looking at your arches if they're flat, and then ro rolling your ankle outwards and finding where that arches, right? Getting your arch back up and holding that position for a while. It can be something as simple as that. Or some very simple calf exercises. You can try and pick up like a towel with your toes. Uh, there are many different exercises that you can perform for flat feet. And if you can do that, that will help eliminate those knee pains. Because like I said, when you go in like that, we all know that knee like if you tear your ACL, MCL, anything like that, it's usually because why? Because your knee collapsed inward, right? So when your knee collapses in, that creates the issue. And we've already, from the experiment, once you roll and you flatten out your arches, your knees go in. So that's going to help prevent some of, some of those knee pains and hopefully the tearing of a, an ACL or an MCL or anything like that in the future. Right. So that's number one, healing with exercise, creating and building back up the arches within your foot, because if those arches are weak, it's going to create problems. This can also now relate to have a relation to hip pain. Like if you feel it deep in your hip sockets, because as you looked, when your knees rotated in, that means your entire Leg is rotating in, which now means that your femur, I think it's your femur, your, your leg is sitting crooked inside of the hip socket, if that makes sense. So if everything is rotating, now that actual hip joint and the joint, the ball, uh, you know, the ball and socket of the femur and hip are now in there crooked as well, which is creating some of the hip pain. Now, once again, this can be also corrected. You, you can get the orthotics if you want, uh, but also just on the shoe type that you select. And I didn't know much about this until I started running a lot. And that's because I'm doing a, I'm performing a half Ironman with my boss, which if you don't know is, if you see the sticker on people's car that says 70.3, 
That's a it's a 1.2 mile swim, 56 mile bike ride, and half a marathon. So I actually went to a running store and they put you on the treadmill. So I would advise any of you to do this. They put you on a treadmill. Uh, they put you. They take your shoes off and let you run barefoot to see if your foot collapses too much to the inside. If it, excuse me, pronates too much. And if so, then you're going to need. If it does collapse too much, then you're going to need a stability shoe versus a neutral shoe. Neutral would mean your ankles and your arches are functioning properly, and you don't need that extra stability where the arch is. But if you need the stability shoe, then the arch area on the sole is going to be very hard. So all you do is you pick your shoe, go to where your arch would be, the inside of your foot, and push in on the sole. If it's really hard to where it doesn't move, that's a stability shoe. If it's soft, er, right, softer, it's not going to be like pushing on a sponge soft. But if it's softer, then you'll be able to push it in a little bit. That would be a neutral shoe. And then once again, it's based on how you yourself, how your body functions. It's going to be based on the shoe that you need. So once again, it can start with something as simple as that. Your everyday walking shoe. What do your shoes look like? It could be high heels as well. If you're a lady and you like those high heels, yes, I know it makes the legs look nice, the calves look nice, whatever. That can put you in, if you go up on your toes, what is that doing? That is shortening your calf. So if you're like that eight hours a day, then all of a sudden you take them off to go home. It's not, you know, you're not going to be able to elongate because you've been in high heels for eight, ten hours a day. So once again, that can be an issue as well when it comes to having foot and leg issues and knee pains. Next, we're going to go with what they call lower cross syndrome. Right now, this is going to be the hips. So this would be someone if you see them. This this is going to be more of low back pain. And that lower cross syndrome is if you've ever watched people walk. I'm a people watcher, so I usually watch people see their posture, especially now that I am in the fitness industry. I'm always evaluating posture, my own posture. Every you know, anything I look at, I am evaluating posture. So lower cross syndrome would be if you see someone walk and they always they got their butt poking out when they're walking, right? And then their midsection is almost kind of like a small V. And that's because their butt's poking out, which means that person most likely has low back pain. Not all the time, but they encounter low back pain, you, you know, once a year or every other year, something like that, maybe multiple times a year. And what this means is your quads and your hip flexors are tight, right? That's why, if you know angles, right? That's why your stomach to your hip is closer together and not straight because those are tight. And now, since you're bending forward because of those tight hip flexors, now your upper body has to hinge at the low back to get you upright. So now that means the low back is engaged all the time. So the low back's engaged, the quads and the hip flexors engaged, and your stomach's kind of pushing out, right? So now your stomach is pushing out. So we've got we've got uh, engaged muscles on the quads and the low back. The stomach is elongated, so that means the stomach's not working at all, and then your glutes aren't working because they're pushed out. 
So very simple fix. What does that mean? All that means is the solution would be you need to stretch your quads and your hip flexors, you need to stretch your low back, and you need to strengthen your abdominals, and you need to strengthen your glutes and maybe your hamstrings. And doing that is going to help. So you're going to uh, foam roll and stretch the quads, stretch the, bat, the low back, strengthen the abs, strengthen the butt cheeks. And that's going to bring everything back into equal. Once you engage the butt and the abdominals come into play, that's going to straighten you out a little bit more. Taking and releasing the stress on the low back. That right there is the lower cross syndrome. Okay. Now, there is the upper cross syndrome, and this is going to work with the neck area. And what this usually will equate to is shoulder pain and neck pain, right? So these are the things you're going to have to be careful of. If you've got shoulder and neck pain, this is where you're going to be at. So the problem usually is you've got tight pecs, right? Because these people usually have that rounded shoulder, Right? Their, their shoulders are rounded forward and they're usually at a desk all day and then their neck, their head might poke forward some. Right, So their chin, their, it's pretty much their head is leading with their chin and they're rounded forward. And this is usually going to be tight pecs and then tight upper traps and then your levator scapula. Right? And this is you're usually in a shrugging motion, so you're shrugged forward, your shoulders are rounded, and your head's poking out, right? So if we're going off of angles again, that means your shoulders, there's a short angle there, and your back is rounded, and then your head's poking forward, which means the back of your neck, that angle is short, and then the front of your neck is elongated, right? And when we say tight pecs, that's usually going to be your pec minor, because that comes from like up kind of by your rib cage and attaches up by the shoulder or, yeah, I think it's up into the shoulder area. So what's the solution for this? The solution is going to be we want to stretch the pec, right, which would be always we want to do self-myofascial release, which would be some form of a massage using a foam roller, a tennis ball, a baseball, anything like that. And then we want to stretch it out. So you would find a tennis ball. You'd go near a wall, on the corner of a wall. Put the ball on the wall, or you can do it laying down, and rub that ball around till you find a tender spot. When you find that tender spot, sit on it. Relax. Sometimes you can even move your arm up and down like you're doing a fill goal or putting your hands over your head. Next would be the levator scapula. And this one is a, a weird muscle, right? So if I remember, I'm trying to see which direction it goes from. So this one's going to start on the back of the shoulder, and then it comes up towards the front of the neck, which cranks the head back, putting the chin up. Right. So it's like you're looking up in the air, and that's because that muscle is tight, because it's coming from the back of the neck up towards the front. So it tightens up, and it pulls you back. So we want to stretch that one. And the, and the traps. So with that same thing, you're going to be on that corner of the wall, and then you're going to bend your body, hinge at the hips at a 90-degree angle. So you're going to be like an L. And you're going to dig that ball into your trap and into your levator scapula. Next is you need to strengthen 
the other muscles because those muscles are overactive or engaged. The pec's engaged and the levator and the traps are engaged all the time. You're stuck shrugging and you're rounded. So next you need to strengthen the opposite muscles. And that's going to be your upper back, your rhomboids, your uh, serratus anterior. And then the front of your neck, those neck flexors. So if your head's out, it's like tucking your chin, like you're trying to give yourself a double chin. Double chin, right? So we want a double chin. One I like to do is I just like to lay it like if I'm bench pressing or doing anything laying on a bench. I just like to hang my head off the bench but tuck my chin and try to keep the top of my head really, really long. That's my favorite exercise. Some people be like... Push against, you know, find, they would say find a backrest with a headrest and just push against the headrest. I like just the, the gravity of my head, tucking my chin, keeping everything nice and tight. That's what I like to do. So like I said, we started with the feet because a lot of these pain and these issues start at the feet. So once again, right off the bat, if your knees are going inwards and you got you got the flat arches which creates your knee to go inwards which creates the bone to shift in your the bones to shift in your pelvis then your butt's got to go back right which would be a uh, anterior pelvic tilt because now your hips are moving forward which is pushing your butt back so pretend like your hips are filled is a bucket, right? And if your butt pushes back, that means the back of the bucket would go up and you would be pouring water out the front of the bucket. Now your body's coming upright. Then you're at a computer all day. You're rounding forward. Your neck's out. So it all starts with the feet. If the first thing and the first part of your body that comes in contact with the ground is out of whack, it's only going to slowly work its way up. The rest of your body is slowly going to deteriorate and fall out of place. All right. So there was one thing that I like to do with the upper body. And I like to put my seat back in my car when I drive only to where my low back touches the seat. I don't want any of my upper back to touch the seat. And then I want to hinge at that mid back where the rhomboids are in between your shoulder blades and get my posture from there. So... I want to try and push my low back into the seat and then while pushing my low back into the seat, hinge right around the shoulder blade area and keep that nice and tight and I like to drive that way. Now, a majority of people will most likely have a lot of pain in their right shoulder. I know that's where a lot of mine is, in my right shoulder. And what I've come to notice is, if you think about it, when you drive, nowadays we don't have a stick shift anymore. And nowadays, most people don't even drive with both hands on the wheel. So if you drive with both hands on the wheel, that's great. But we want to make sure we're not rounded forward. We want to make sure that we pull the shoulder blades down and back, holding that position. And we want to prevent ourselves from putting our arm on the middle armrest, our right arm on that armrest. Because once you do, then you're going to get lazy. That shoulder's going to round forward. You've got one hand up on the wheel. And now you're creating imbalances within your own body just from driving same reason why they say nowadays children are having neck issues from looking down at their cell phones all the time right so that's something as well get your cell phone your ipad anything like that up next to you 
other simple things that you can do to prevent this knee pain is you've got to understand that if you're someone who crosses your legs, whether it be your ankle on your opposite knee or you cross it over kind of at the calf and you're sitting like that for hours on end, your body was not meant to be that way. Your body was meant to be perfectly aligned. So just stop crossing your legs. That can be a very simple fix. And I know it sounds simple, but we've programmed ourselves to sit these way, this way for many years. So unfortunately, it's not going to be that simple. Now, when it comes to shoulder pain, another thing that can help is just hanging from your arms. Right, A lot of people have shoulder pain because they can't even put their arms over their head. You don't even have the ability to put your arms directly over your head. And if you think about it, if we're cousins, descendants, however you want to say it, of apes and monkeys and orangutans and whatever the case may be, what do they do? They swing from trees. Right? They used to swing from trees, so they're used to having their hands over their heads. And if you're swinging from trees and those are our cousins or our descendants in some way, shape, or form, and you can't put your arms over your head, now you got a problem. So that can be something as simple as getting the tennis ball, getting the foam roller, and foam rolling. Put, you know, like put your hand behind your head, one hand behind your head. Now lift up by your armpit, all underneath in your armpit, and on the side underneath the scapula, which would be your shoulder blade. Foam roll, ball roll and release all those muscles. We've got to understand that sometimes you can't even get your arm over your head because you have tight lats. So it's really work on releasing that lat and all those other muscles that connect around the shoulder blades. If we can loosen up all those muscles, then now we can give ourselves the ability to put our hands directly overhead. And sometimes the best thing you can do is just hang from your arms. But once again, it could be painful if you have difficulties even putting your hands directly over your head. You've got to understand that if you're going to hang from a bar, that is putting your hands directly over your head. And it could create pain. So you might want to start if you're tall enough or find a, a short enough bar to where you can hang but still have your feet on the ground and slowly start to let your body hang. And that can help. Other things I like to do is, if you have an inversion table, hang upside down. Uh, next would be shrugging in all sorts of different ways. So now you've got the ability to hang up, hang from your arms. Now you want to just do a shrug, like shrug your shoulders, right? That's going to pull your shoulders back into place. If you're someone who's stuck shrugging, right, that means your traps are activated and it's pulling on those muscles that are below the shoulder blade. So now you hang and you do that shrug and just hold that position. You can do the same thing if you are in a rowing motion, right? So you're rowing, regular row, like if you're on the machine where you've got your feet planted and then you're rowing to your chest. So you can do the same thing where you extend your arms and then you just shrug your shoulders back. Shrug your shoulders back. You can do repetitions or you can do for time. Now these are, you got to understand, posture is considered an endurance event, right? Endurance muscles. Because posture is all day. You, you always want to be, you know, in perfect position all day. So these can either be repetitions or timed. 
Those are the two best shrugging exercises that I can uh, give you. Next, once again, it's just self-myofascial release, which would be foam rolling, uh, any of the tennis ball work, anything like that, and then stretching. You want to do the self-myofascial release and then stretch. Because if you think about it, if a muscle's tight, it's going to be difficult to try and stretch a tight muscle. So you want to loosen that muscle up, massage it, let it relax out, get the knots out of it, and then go ahead and stretch it. How often should you do this? Well, if this is your trouble area and you know if you have constant low back pain, then you want to be stretching and foam rolling your quads and your hip flexors almost daily. And then you earn the right to take days off when the pain starts to get a little bit better. This is the same thing with these exercises. These are exercises, you know, I'm not saying you have to sit there and do the butt blaster with 100 pounds on it every single day, but it could be something simple as doing a bridge exercise or hip raises at home on the ground. These small little body weight exercises you can do daily if you want. Last but not least, there is something called somatics. Look it up, somatics. And what this means, it's, it's something along the lines of sensory motor amnesia. And what this means is, like, those pecs are activated, right? Those pecs are activated. They're engaged 24-7, and they're unable to release. So your brain has lost the ability to connect with that muscle. So, so somatics is finding those muscles, learning to activate those muscles, and it would be contracting those muscles tighter than they're already contracted, and then allowing them to release. So you can re-establish that connection from brain to muscle, muscle to brain, right? So if you can contract that muscle harder than it's already contracted, your brain will be like, oh, dang, that muscle exists. And now it can learn to release that muscle and it won't be stuck engaged the entire time so I'm going to end it right there like I said healing with exercise there's a whole bunch of other exercises you can do if you visit the YouTube channel uh, which is in the, the description box it's True Results 303 uh, you'll be able to find it under the somatics category and I've got a bunch of other little exercises that you can perform that will hopefully help you eliminate these pains that you have. So there you go. Once again, remember, it starts with the feet, flat arches, lower cross syndrome, low back pain, upper cross syndrome, shoulder and neck pain. And then, of course, doing those other exercises when you're sitting, don't cross your legs, uh, the different things that you can do when you're driving, both hands on the wheel, shoulders down and back. This is going to prevent you from having a lot of pain in the future, and it's going to keep you safe, healthy, and working out a lot more in the gym. So there we go. Like I said, check out the YouTube channel. Follow on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+. All those links are down below. Once again, I just want to thank you for tuning in. I hope you're finding value in these podcasts. And I hope you share this information with those around you. If you're on iTunes, please please leave a review so others can uh, learn more about the podcast, get a little more interest in the podcast. And once again, stay tuned for the next episode.